1: Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. This is Caroline Levitt in for The Great Grace Curley. Give me a call at 844 500 4242 Or you can text Curley to 617-213-1066. If you thought, you guys, that the January 6th committee couldn't be more corrupt and more of a sham, well then, you know what? Think again. There is a new bombshell report out in Politico today uh, that ties the January 6th committee to the witch hunt that's currently taking place in Georgia. What? With fanny phony Willis. Have you heard this, Jared?
2: I have not heard this. This is cray-cray.
0: This is cray-cray. So we know the breaking news recently about Fannie Willis, and we're going to talk about that. Right, I didn't know that, yeah. With her lover boy hiring her boy toy as her lead prosecutor, Marjorie Taylor Greene has filed a complaint for a criminal investigation. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about this January 6th story because it's breaking, And it's a bombshell and several Congress people are speaking out right now on X saying that they are going to move forward an investigation on this. And they're probing the January 6th committee to release all documents because apparently in the spring of 2022, January 6th committee staff helped prepare and prep Fulton County prosecutors, Fannie Willis's team. Georgia, the Georgia prosecutors that are probing President Trump's effort uh, or President Trump uh, were met with committee staff, with lawyers and agents uh, working for the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis. They uh, met with the committee several times before she convened the special grand jury. And in the previously unreported meeting, this has not been reported till today, January 6th committee aides let the district attorney's team review and keep sets of evidence that they themselves had gathered. So Liz Cheney and Kinzinger and all the liars that sat on that committee going after President Trump for the insurrection, which was a fed insurrection, were helping Fannie Willis set up her case. The committee staff had a series of phone calls with Willis's team. They answered the prosecutor's questions. They shared insight on matters like uh, the false electors in their eyes and uh, his call with the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Uh, They also uh, kept contact with them and helped them prepare in mock interviews uh, prosecuting witnesses. If this just doesn't show you, once again... Uh, just the, the corruption at the highest level. January 6th was the Democrats' way to prevent Donald Trump from ever running for office again. And it did not work because the truth began to come to light. Many people woke up. Many people didn't care. And President Trump powered through unafraid. And so that, they didn't stop there. They supplied evidence and ha- and showed guidance uh, to Willis's staff. Will, uh, Fannie Willis's staff met in Washington with the committee on multiple occasions just months before she brought the grand jury ch- indictment against Donald Trump.
2: Wow, nothing about this screams collusion at mm-hmm. all. This all seems totally above board.
0: Uh, of course it does. And I'm, I'm just so curious what Liz Cheney uh, will have to say about this. But of course, at this time, she has not respond uh, for a request to comment. This is being revealed as we now know about Fannie Willis's personal corruption, and Marjorie Taylor Greene has filed a complaint in the state of Georgia alleging criminal misconduct by Fannie Phony, requesting a criminal investigation into uh, her collusion with Michael. Uh, or with uh, Nathan Wade. And Nathan Wade is the special prosecutor that Fannie Willis hired. And it's, it's her boyfriend. It is her boy toy, allegedly. That's what they're saying. But they went on trips together. Nathan Wade was hired. They bypassed the review process uh, that, mo- that you have to go through to, to hire a special prosecutor. Fannie just gave Nathan Wade the green light to join the team. And they went on lavish vacations together. I mean, this is so unbelievable. It's just so brazen. Like Democrats, only Democrats do this stuff because they think they can get away with it. And Fannie Phoney was was hanging out, sleeping around with this married man who's now getting in a divorce. And there's more news on that in a second that Fanny is involved in. And... They were going on trips to Napa Valley, to Washington, D.C. together. The complaint here by Marjorie Taylor Greene notes that invoices submitted by Nathan Wade to the district attorney's office, so to Fannie's office. So her boyfriend is submitting her his invoices and she's greenlighting them. They totaled nearly $700,000 in official funds. And one of the billings from November 5th, 2021 he billed for 24 hours in a single day. Uh, what? Who works for 24 hours straight? That's a lot of litigating to do in 24 hours. So he was literally invoicing the taxpayers in Fulton County, Georgia for hanging out in the bedroom with Fannie Willis. I mean, it, you literally cannot make this stuff up. Now, Green is arguing in Fulton County court that if proven true, these actions, of course, reflect Fannie Willis's serious lawlessness, including potential violation of public oath. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. It is most definitely inappropriate. One of our rumble chatters is asking, is that taxpayer money? Yes. Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis's boyfriend, was the special prosecutor targeting Trump. He was submitting his invoices to Fannie Willis. The DA in Fulton County is responsible for approving invoices from the special c- prosecutor. You, th- you think phony Fannie is paying for that out of pocket? No, it's coming from the Fulton County budget, which, by the way, Fulton County is one of the most impoverished counties in America. Violent crime is rampant in Fulton County. You think the minority communities and the lower and middle class Americans who live in Fulton County? They should be paying with their, their tax dollars for Fannie, phony Fannie and Nathan Wade to be going to Napa Valley together and for him to be, quote unquote, working for 24 hours in one singular day. I mean, it's just unbelievable. This case hopefully will be thrown out, not just on the on the basis of the law. Let's not forget, she's pursuing RICO charges against President Trump and the other defendants in the case, which is ridiculous. But also now it's very clear that... Uh, this there's just corruption uh, here. Now, CNN, I was reading different takes from the mainstream media on this. CNN wrote about it. And they said uh, this. While this issue between Nathan Wade and Phony Willis may not ultimately derail the prosecution, it raises questions, you think, and a potential optics problem for Willis optics problem. No, it is a problem. It's an ethical and legal problem. They, mo- they continue. This scrutiny over her alleged relationship comes as the district attorney has faced a barrage of violent threats as well as political attacks. Trump and his allies have already seized on the recent allegation in a bid to discredit the Rico case, calling Willis compromised. So it's Trump that's seizing on Fannie Willis. No, Fannie Willis is an irresponsible, unqualified district attorney who is abusing her power and ripping off the people of Fulton County. It's not Trump seizing on anything. It's Fannie Willis being wrong. And we should be able to call out those wrongs. Now, later in the article, CNN writes, the filing against Fanny does not include direct evidence of an improper relationship between Willis and Wade. They state this exact same sentence three times throughout the article. But what don't they state until literally the second to last paragraph is this little tidbit that Wade is being paid far more than any other prosecutors in her office and that they use the money to take vacations together to Napa Valley, Florida, in the Caribbean. I think that serves... let
2: take <laughs> vacations to Napa Valley and the Caribbean together. <laughs> I
0: think that serves as direct evidence as an improper relationship. I mean, CNN is such a joke. They literally say there's no direct evidence. Two paragraphs later, they say that they're taking trips together to napa valley in florida what the hell does wine tasting in napa valley have to do with pursuing rico charges against the former president
2: what friends listen to endless love in the dark
0: <laughs> like what caribbean cruises what information and evidence are they gathering about president right, what Trump? Did the, what did the
2: j6 staffers <laughs> put down in the caribbean that they had to go that investigate? they had to go
0: get right i mean it just makes no sense Now it doesn't stop there, you guys, okay? Started this segment talking about the collusion between Phony Willis's office and the January 6th committee. And it doesn't stop there. We also now know that Phony Willis's office colluded directly with the Biden White House. Or we can assume that. Because just after Willis hired special prosecutor, her boyfriend, Nathan Wade, to prosecute Trump so they could benefit financially from their relationship together and have this fun little love affair while they're going after the former president of the United States so pathetically. Nathan Wade visited the White House in May 23, 2022. He billed them 2000 bucks for eight hours, two fifty dollars an hour. Good for him, not a bad hourly rate. And then he billed them again on November 18th in 2022, again for $250 an hour. Why is the special prosecutor in the Fulton County, Georgia case meeting at the White House on two occasions? And Fannie Willis herself met with Kamala Harris for seven hours, just three months before she brought forward this grand jury. Anyone who says that Joe Biden's White House is not colluding these indictments in Georgia and New York and jack smith's prosecution out of the dc circuit court you are being willfully ignorant open up your eyes 844-500-4242 we'll be right back
2: and the Nosset beach has opened reservations for winter getaways i love the nasa beach inn i stayed there during the winter i can't say enough good things about it the views are incredible whether you're just in your room looking out at the picture window sitting by the fireplace staying warm or if you're outside by the fire pits watching the sunrise, drinking your coffee, or looking at the night stars or the moonrise. Um, your steps from the beach, no matter where you are in the Nosset Beach and you're right there. It's great. It's pet friendly. You can take your pet down there. You can walk your pet along the beach. It's the Cape in winter, and you don't have to worry about any of those hassles, any of the crowds. Reservations are easier. It's a great time to be on the Cape, and the Nosset Beach Inn is a great place to be, and it is probably the most affordable place to be in the world right now because you can stay at the Nauset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. That's not a rate you're going to get anywhere else right now. Don't delay because these rooms go fast. Nauset Beach Inn is pet-friendly, has a view from every room, and has contactless check-in. It's a great place to stay, whether it's during a school vacation week or just a getaway for a weekend. To reserve your ocean view room, go to Nosso Beach Inn. That's NossetBeachInn.com.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. I'm Caroline Levitt 844-500-4242. We have a very patient caller on the line, so let's get to her, Jared. Lisa, you're next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead,
3: Lisa. Hi, Caroline. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment on um, the Hunter Biden uh, appearance at the uh, congressional hearing yes can you can you believe the gall i mean what kind of privileged puke just punk do you have to be to do that i mean I've known some kids who have rich parents who have squandered it and did drugs and alcohol and just squandered but he is the epitome of I mean, no, he's the like the the bottom of the barrel. He is such a punk puke p o s. I can't even tell you. And yes, the congressional women got upset with him, and they probably were out of line for the congressional like standards. But he deserves it. He's sitting there with his um, sugar brother. I don't know even know who he is, but he's laughing like, like it's like some kind of comedy show like he's watching Dave Chappelle and he's sitting with Hunter who he pays all his bills. What's going on there? What's that all about? A, which I don't care, but B, I can't believe he has the gall to show up at the house of representatives after, just blowing off a subpoena
0: and then and then leave lisa like he got up and left and stormed out of the room in the middle of the hearing like you're so right to say he's he's a spoiled brat he is a 53 year old i believe 53 year old spoiled brat and he does this because he knows he can get away with it i mean imagine if donald trump jr was uh, didn't didn't comply with all the subpoenas that he received. Imagine if he went to a hearing on Capitol Hill and in the middle of members of Congress questioning him, he just got up and walked out and all the cameras follow him. And then no one in the media talks about it. That's what happened yesterday with Hunter. He not only is being held in contempt of Congress, but he does a a Sham press conference outside of Capitol Hill lies through his teeth about his father's involvement in his business, and then yesterday shows up and walks out in the middle of it. So let's play Marjorie Taylor Greene's reaction to that, because it was just ahead of her questioning of Hunter. Uh, Jared, cut
3: 12. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Whoa! Uh, (laughs) Oh i like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad.
0: He literally just left. It is so unacceptable. Here's Congresswoman Nancy Mace uh, also responding to Hunter Biden and the Democrats' hypocrisy when it comes to responding to subpoenas. Cut 13. But Hunter Biden, you were too afraid to show up for a
3: deposition.
0: And you still can't today. Um, I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now. Because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional subpoena accountable. And I stood with each and every one of you. I am the only member in this room today who has held a member of my own party in contempt of Congress for not showing up for a subpoena. And I see nothing but complete hypocrisy on the other side of the aisle. Nancy Mace, I got to give her credit. She popped off on Hunter Biden last night, and I saw her on Jesse Waters last night as well, just ripping into Biden and the Democrats for, again, their hypocrisy. They do it because they know they can get away with it, and it's unacceptable. Here is uh, Byron Donalds as well. Talking about the Democrats' privilege, privilege, and uh, Hunter Biden turning Congress into a quote circus. Cut fourteen.
3: Uh, look, let's be very clear. This isn't about Hunter Biden's white privilege. It's about Hunter Biden's Democrat privilege. Right. Because Donald Trump Jr. showed up for five congressional subpoenas. Exactly. There was never this circus where he was subpoenaed by House Democrats and he showed up on the Senate side or showed up at the White House to answer in some fake, phony, lame press conference, not actually going to the House and doing what he was compelled by a subpoena to do. Hunter Biden did that. And then he has the unmitigated gall to show up here when we know that he's, we're going through actually the, the legislation for contempt with, by the way, Mr. Chairman, we should actually get to the legislation of contempt. The speechifying is great, but let's do our business members. Um, he has the gall to come here, show up, and then when the Democrats are saying, hey, he wants to speak, he leaves. This is a joke.
0: It is such a joke. Yes, to our texter, that is indeed Byron Donalds. I'm Caroline Levitt. This is The Grace Curley Show. When we come back, you guys, it's my favorite time ever. Woker joke. Stay with us. Call in for it.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
0: It's Caroline Levitt filling in for the Great Grace Curly today, tomorrow, and Monday. We're going to have so much fun together the next three days, you guys, but nothing is going to be more fun than the next 10 or so minutes of your lives, because it is time. Don't
1: don't oversell the bit here, (laughs) Caroline.
0: Uh, Taylor. This is my favorite segment okay. of the week. As
1: long as it keeps you coming back and filling in, we don't have to have me do it. That's fine. It, it
0: does. They said, Can you fill in on Thursday, January 11th? And I was like, Yes, because it's a woker joke. So, anyway, let's hit it, Jared. It's Everything time. woke
1: turns to s, okay?
3: I started a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: ha 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 ha. <laughs> Pink haired wokers. Ha ha
3: ha 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 <laughs> the word woke means loser. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woker Joke is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria, and a gift card to Aviva Trattoria is the perfect gift for any occasion. Pick one up at one of their locations. To find the one nearest you, go to avivatrattoria.com. Jared and Taylor are giggling at each other through the glass, and it's making me nervous. What do you guys have up your sleeves for Woker Joke
2: today? Oh, no, it's the Mr. Garcia laugh. Yeah, the Mr. Garcia laugh. Okay, every time. It it always gets me. You guys are
0: just living your best lives. All right. So if you want to participate with us, go ahead and call now, 844-500-4242. Taylor, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. As always, Ed is at the top of the leaderboard. Ed, you're up for Woker Joke.
1: You ready for your headline, Ed? I sure am. All right, Ed, here you go. California to provide free sex changes for illegal immigrants. Woke. It is woke. That's true. Yay, Ed! Not a joke. Not a joke. So because California's taxpayer-funded health care system covers sex changes and they have said that illegal immigrants are now going to get on their free health care, ergo they are going to provide free sex changes for illegals.
0: This is actually one of the stories I pulled to talk about in the show today, because it is just craziness.
1: But illegals, as far as I know, the people that come up from Mexico, from South American countries, Central American countries, they're very not woke. They're very... They don't like being referred to as Latinx. That's, that's not a thing. Nobody they does They
0: like that. to be Latina or Latino.
1: And their entire language... If it's you know mainstream Spanish right. is very pronoun based. There's no Zer, all kinds of made up pronouns. It's
0: but it's it's only a matter of time, Taylor, before they assimilate into American culture. They start oh, using sure. American TikTok algorithms in their faces, and they will too be questioning their gender. But one thing I noticed in this story. Is it says uh, one of the paragraphs about the memo that was written on this healthcare policy? It says that surgeons will treat patients uh, to uh, have them become incongruent with their gender assigned at birth. Um, I'm sorry, what? So here's the thing: gender and sex. They're claiming it's different, like. If you are going by your gender at birth, then none of this matters. We shouldn't even be it's having sex changes. made up.
1: Points don't matter. It's like whose line is it anyway?
0: Makes no sense. I think you're
1: too young for that show.
0: And by the way, it's going to cost uh, the taxpayers in California a whopping $3.1 eh. billion. What's Dollars? another few Bill? Bill, Bill with a B. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. 844-542-42. Jonathan, you're next for Woker Joke.
1: Jonathan, are you ready for your headline?
3: Yes, I am.
1: All right, here's your headline. Big Box Headquarters outlines 2024 Pride Month selling strategy. Sell it like it's Christmas. Uh,
0: I'm going to say joke.
1: That is a joke. Very good. Well spotted. By the way, that was a joke.
0: Wait, can you say that again?
1: Big Box Headquarters outlines 2024 Pride Month selling strategy. Sell it like it's Christmas. I don't get it. Merchandise it like it's Christmas. Like as much as you sell Christmas, sell Sell the Pride Month.
0: Okay, okay, okay. They are already doing that. It feels. It's in our faces every second. When is Pride Month again? June.
1: June.
0: I'm counting down the days. I'm sure. (laughs) All right, Tony, you're next.
1: You ready for your headline, Tony? Uh, Yes, I am. Okay, here it is. Gen Z's... uh, Oh, let me start that over again. Composure, here we go. Gen Z job seekers are bringing parents to interviews.
3: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I I, 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 just for
1: the sake of our c- civilization, I'm going to have to say jokes. You would be wrong. <laughs> no way. Not a joke. Yes, well, <laughs> Not a joke. There's a lot of interesting stats here. So this is a survey that was uh, reported by the New York Post, an online magazine focused on student life, surveyed 800 managers, directors, and executives involved in the hiring process. It found that 39% of employers actively avoid hiring recent university grads. Out of the 800 people surveyed, a startling one in five said a recent university graduate brought a parent with them to their job interview. What? But that's not all. One in five employers say that recent university graduates are unprepared and are often unprofessional. of employers surveyed said that recent university grads struggle with eye contact. Mm -hmm. 50% said they ask for unreasonable compensation, which, I mean, you're supposed to do, then you negotiate. 47% said they don't dress appropriately for interviews. And 21% said they refuse to turn on their cameras on uh, for virtual interviews.
0: I agree with everything you just said, the eye contact, the social awkwardness, the inability to have communication. And I am ashamed to say I am a member of Gen Z, but the parents and the interviews, that said, is unbelievable to me. What do you do? You mom. bring your mom, hey, this is my mom. She's just gonna join me.
1: So th- uh, there's even more stats if you want to hear them. Please. If any of those got through the interview process and were hired, 63% of the respondents to the survey Uh, 63% of those involved in hiring Claimed that recent university grads Can't manage their workload 61% say they're frequently late to work 59% claimed they often miss deadlines 53% noted they're frequently late to meetings Uh, 58% said Gen Z job seekers Get offended too easily And are unprepared for the workforce in general 63% said they're entitled 57% believe they lack professionalism 55% said they don't respond well to constructive feedback, and 52% claimed they have poor communication skills. That's probably a generation gap. They don't understand what cap means anymore. So,
0: so, well, sometimes when I work with Howie Carr, I can tell there's a generation gap
1: several generation <laughs> gaps
0: sometimes he says names of people that i have never heard of. that's
1: an everyday occurrence <laughs> for all of us
0: i'm just glad i'm not the only one but uh those statistics are very uh, depressing the future of america is very dim
1: hopefully they rise to the occasion sooner than later
0: i don't think they will unless we go to war and then they realize what what really makes a, a, a man be a man 844-542-42 there's another tony on the line let's go to him
1: Tony, are you ready for your headline? I'm ready. All right, here it is. New Hampshire seafood spot adds smoked Haley butt to specials after Christy hot mic moment. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with woke. I'm sorry. We made that ah! up. It's a joke.
0: Tony, By the way, I that was, a joke. was teetering on Woke 2, not going to lie. It sounded like it would if actually happen. If you know happen. any seafood
1: restaurant owners in New Hampshire, that'd be a great addition it, to the menu. It sure
0: would. Actually, one of them is a big fan of the show. I bet she's listening right now. Smoke
1: Tailey, but just credit us.
0: I can't believe you guys show. thought of that. Braised That's so show. clever.
1: That's yeah. what we do.
0: I'm so proud of you. <laughs> All right, next up is Gary. What's up, Gary.
1: Hey, hello, Caroline and Taylor. You're doing a great job. I'd just like to say a quick hello to my sister who's listening. Hello, Gary's sister. <laughs> and Gary. <laughs> Are you, re- you ready for your headline?
2: Uh,
3: yes, I am.
1: Here it is. Um- <laughs> Opinion. Migrant-born illnesses will help strengthen American immunity decimated by COVID.
3: Oh, my gosh. i <laughs> well, going forward that's probably
1: woke also. I'm sorry. It's a oh, joke.
3: <laughs> By the way, that
1: was a joke. That's not true. Dems won't admit they have diseases that they're not vaxxed for.
0: I, to me, that sounds like an editorial in at The Atlantic.
1: Yeah, maybe one day. You're most, giving them most, ideas. Often, most oftentimes we do see these or variations of these headlines in the next few weeks.
0: If there's any journos listening today that are far-left propagandists, you just gave them an editorial idea.
1: That's it. taylor Sorry.
0: would you like to participate in our poll question?
1: <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> All glad right.
0: To. Today's poll question is brought to us by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1 844 A Perfect Smile or visit PerfectSmiles.com. Jared, how's it cooking today?
2: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at com, is how do you feel about Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots? It was the right move, bad idea, or I don't care. Go so ahead. I
0: <laughs> said it is the right move, not because of my own intellect, I have to admit, just because that's the chatter I'm hearing amongst family members and friends. But Taylor, what do you think?
1: So the correct response for you would be, I don't I care. I don't care. <laughs>
0: Yes it was, yeah. but I don't think so I can change my answer in <laughs> mine I
1: is I really don't care
2: forty seven percent of the audience does not care thirty seven percent say it was the right move, and sixteen percent think it was a bad idea.
0: Jared, how do you feel?
2: I think it was the right move. I don't like it. um I would have liked to have seen him stay here for as long as he wanted to, but i I get it sometimes you just gotta you just gotta change it up. It's
0: time to move on, yeah. Do you think it's truly as amicable and mutual as they are?
2: <laughs> I mean, it probably it probably is amicable, but um, probably only because Belichick is under contract. So I think if he was uh, not under contract, it would have been a little more.
0: What does that mean, under contract?
2: Well, he's still under contract, so I think he's being released from the contract, oh. but they'll still have to... Uh, There's probably a portion of guaranteed money that he's getting.
0: To right. Them. So he, he he's just trying to make sure he can collect his checks. Yeah, I All had right. no problem with that.
2: Will they have like
1: a a non compete on him for the remainder of his contract?
2: I uh, I don't know. I think he's only got one year left, so it may be one of those situations where he winds up sitting out for a year mm-hmm. and then gets back into coaching. Um, but there's a lot of openings and a lot of bad coaches.
1: Think he stays there. pro or goes to college?
2: I think he'd stay pro. I don't. I mean, un- unless the Naval Academy, unless Navy asked him to be the head coach, really, because his dad coached at Navy. I think that's really the only job he'd take is if Navy asked him
0: to. But isn't he like a few games away from the NFL, w- like most winning win record? He's
2: more than a few. I think it's <laughs> about 20 or 30 maybe. I thought so yeah. maybe like 14 or
1: something.
0: He's going for it.
2: Oh, I, I definitely think he'll be coaching Patriots somewhere. had to
1: go to like almost undefeated this season in, in order for him to reach that. Yeah. Game.
0: And they Which, did almost I think the opposite.
1: I think he'll eventually get there.
0: well, we're going to have a football expert, a local guy, a good guy calling in next hour to break it down a little bit more for us because it is the news of the day. It's local. It's national. It's making headlines. So let's just talk about it, I suppose. All right, Taylor, thanks for joining me in the studio. It's always a pleasure. We'll be right back, guys. Tune in.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore curly. This is The Grace Curley Show.
0: Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. I'm Caroline Levitt, guest hosting for The Great Grace Curley, 844-500-4242. And as we were discussing a little bit before the last Woke or Joke segment, Hunter Biden just made a circus on Capitol Hill yesterday, but no one in the mainstream media is talking about it. I mean, he literally... Got up and left in the middle of a congressional hearing about whether or not he should be held in contempt of Congress, which the Oversight Committee did ultimately decide yes, indeed, he should, after defying the subpoena and lying endlessly about he and his father's involvement, or his father's involvement in his business, rather. Uh, so here is Ana Paulina Luna just putting that into perspective and how Hunter Biden should be referred to the Department of Justice, cut 15. He should be held accountable by the Department of Justice, but that is what we are voting to do is to send that to investigation because he denied and defied a congressional subpoena. will Will the
1: generally yield?
0: Wait, let me finish. Hunter Biden is not above the law. We want to send him to the DOJ, and we want to trust the DOJ to do their job. But right now, the American people have a serious distrust factor with the DOJ, and for good reason. So we would like to pass this, send him to the DOJ, and let's see if they'll do what they promised the American people they would do. I yield my time. Ana Polina Luna, she is so smart. We've had her on this show a couple times when I've been filling in for grace. It's like she's just, she's fiery. She kicks butt. She just had a baby too. So kudos to her. She's 100% right. I mean, Hunter Biden is acting like he's above the law and he's defied these subpoenas. He sat on the board of directors for the Ukrainian oil company Burisma. He received 24 million bucks from corrupt foreign companies and nationals for selling nothing other than his father's uh, influence facilitated nearly 20 meetings between his business partners and then Vice President Joe Biden. And he sold Joe Biden's brand. I mean, there's so much evidence to prove this. And again, the mainstream media is not talking about it. You won't hear it anywhere today that he got up and left in the middle of the at the committee hearing. In fact, when I first saw this on Twitter yesterday, I was like, is this real? Like, is this a real video? Who does this? No one was talking about it, uh, unless you're on Twitter, really. And uh, so rather than talk about the fact that Hunter Biden is a criminal and he's defying the law, uh, MSNBC, of course, has Jill Biden on to cover for Hunter. So here's a new interview out this morning of Joe Biden talking to, I think it's Andrea Mitchell, Mika, or Mika on MSNBC. And take a listen for yourself what Joe has to say. How have you been
3: coping personally uh, with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter? It's the focus of a House Oversight Committee hearing, holding him in contempt, obsessing over him, showing pictures of of him during vulnerable moments in his battle with addiction on the floor of the house. This would crush any family. Mika, I, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And
0: I'm really proud of um, how Hunter has rebuilt his life
3: uh, after addiction. You know, I'm I love my son, and it's had it's hurt my grandchildren, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm so concerned about that it's affecting their lives as well. Let's talk about
2: cruel to uh, cruel things affecting your grandchildren, Dr. Jill.
3: Yeah,
0: how about the grandchildren? Specifically, you don't one even, in Arkansas that you don't even. Pretend you don't even acknowledge, don't even acknowledge her existence. And they pull this sympathy card like we're supposed to feel bad that Hunter Biden sold sold us out. The American people, really, ultimately, that's what they did.
2: Yeah, there was a way to avoid all of this attention on Hunter, not use him as a bag man for your greed.
0: Right. Yeah. She should be saying this to Joe Biden, that she feels bad for Hunter because her husband and she... She's part of it. She's complicit in all this. Of course, she knew what Joe and Hunter were doing. She's his wife, just like she's complicit in elder abuse. And, you know, body language is so powerful and I'm no expert, but just watch Jill Biden the next time she's around Hunter. She's constantly staring at him because she knows he's a crackhead. She doesn't feel bad for him. She's just covering for her husband, sick, sick people, all of them. I'm Caroline Levitt. This is the Grace Kelly Show. When we come back, Mark Morgan to discuss the border crisis. Must listen. Interview. Don't go anywhere.